Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a different horror movie every week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey. So you know how I was really excited about you picking a new intro? Yeah. That actually is relevant? Mm-hmm. I think you should theme it for Friday the 13th. You are asking so much, and you don't write these. I don't write them either. I just come up with it in my head. No, I know. It, I, I'm i just saying, like... Pitch me a good one at, off the podcast that maybe I'll use You have, it. like, seven more movies to figure it out. You fucking... Shut up. You're lucky I changed it in the first place. You're like, welcome to Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we review a different Friday the 13th movie twice a week. <laughs> That's so hyper-specific. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Well, if you couldn't tell from my very hyper-specific intro, we're reviewing Friday the 13th. I mean, you should be used to this by now, because... This is what, week three? Yeah, week three. Nice. Episode five of this series, which means, guys, we're watching part five. Yeah! Woo. Woo. <laughs> Don't sound too excited, Bob. I was way more excited than you were. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta ask... Yeah, uh, I'm just assuming everyone's at least seen the first four parts, if not listened to the podcast at this point. Yeah. So sorry if I get into spoilers. I'll try to keep too much out of this. But what are you thinking, Bob? What do you think is going to happen in this one? It's going to make me angry is what's going to happen. Why? Because, I mean, we just had the final chapter, the last Friday the 13th movie. And um, they really came out of nowhere with a fifth one. Yep. That's why I'm mad. Because, like, bro... <laughs> You could have left it alone. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a year later. A year? Yeah, the last one was 1984. And they really held out. <laughs> 1985, oh. they made another one. That's... Fu- <laughs> I hate it here. Oh. I hate it here so much. Look, and I was talking to... This is a spoiler, I guess, for the first four episodes of this show, of this series we're doing. Four was the best one. Like, not the... Four was probably, like... That was your favorite. Probably... Uh, not my favorite, but, like, wow. it's it's the most... Hu- most almost at Halloween. Most Friday the Thirteenth film, Friday the Thirteenth film I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I think I put it first, right? Yeah. What the fuck are they gonna do with five? I don't know. Like, come on, y'all. It's the final chapter, part two. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Like, you want to take any guesses for what's gonna happen in this film? I mean, I, I'm okay. Like, I actually want what your guess is. Well, Jason's around, mm-hmm. but switch up. He's a good guy this time. He saves the day. Oh, you think Jason is yep. like a superhero now? Yep, that's what happened. He's, okay. He's had a change of heart. Do you want to give me like a serious guess? I don't know. Is Ghost Jason? Do you want to say Ghost Jason? He might be a ghost. Spoilers for part four here. You don't think he just survived? Well, I was trying to avoid the <laughs> fact that he died because you were like, I don't want to give spoilers. Well, you always yeah. bitching me for giving spoilers. So I, I mean, fair like, enough, but like, I think we've given enough warning here. Well, he's definitely just going to come back. He's not going to be fine. Okay. He's going to be completely fine. Like, he got assassinated. <laughs> I mean, that happens all the time. In I think that's four. literally happened at the end of every movie so far. Yeah, but this one was the most <laughs> like, oh my god, he's absolutely dead. There's no fucking way. He's been dead before, but he's extra dead this time. Yeah. Okay. So you you, you just think it's going to... Or he's a ghost. Okay, so you think it's either business as usual or ghost. Yes. Like Victor Crowley style ghost. Okay, so just straight up ghost. Not straight like Victor Crowley ghost. Okay, Victor Crowley ghost. Yeah. Or just I got back up. Yep. 
Those are my two options. Okay. But and I'm both, telling you right but, now, I'm going to be mad. In both cases, they're going to piss you off. Yep. Even though they're just going to be business as usual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, you haven't even covered the, the most infuriating option for you. What? No explanation whatsoever. <laughs> just business as usual. <laughs> I'm not telling you that's what it's going to be. I'm just saying that would be the most frustrating oh, option. I just had a... If, oh, if someone's... If there's some... Look, there's been no magic bullshit in these movies yet. But if someone does, like, a stupid fucking, like, ritual to bring <laughs> Jason back to life for some dumb fucking reason, I'm going to be so angry. Why would that piss you off? You just said ghosts. Is it ghost magic? Ghosts aren't magic. Ghosts just exist. What if they're magic ghosts? Well, that's different. Like Victor Crowley. Victor Crowley's no... Oh, he is a magic ghost. Yeah. He's a hoodoo ghost. I forgot. I had forgotten. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Bob's second guessing himself. All right. Well, now that we've had Bob's predictions, we can we can see what happens to those. So, uh, official name of it is Friday the Thirteenth: A New Beginning. Oh, oh, what? Okay, stop <laughs> winking at me. <laughs> yeah, it's a new beginning. I mean, we just had the final chapter, so <sighs> they had to call it something. <laughs> it's over. We got to begin again. It's a new beginning. Okay. Like I said, it's nineteen eighty-five. Description. <clears throat> Guess who's back? Back again. I just had an idea. Jason's back. Never Tell mind. a friend. Bad idea. If that's if that's your description, then that idea doesn't work anymore. What was your idea? What if it's not Jason? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Length, one hour and 32 minutes long. Eh, pretty bog. It's rated R. Nice. IMDb gave it a 4.7 out of 10. Boy. Tomato meter gave it an 18%. Oh, my God. And an audience score of 26%. Why is the fifth one in a series <laughs> going to really do me this bad? <laughs> That's why they won't make Hatchet 5. They know it'll stink, just we, like Halloween 5. Or they just like, how many times can we get <laughs> make the same joke over and over again? They can keep doing it, and I'd laugh every time. They can. Uh, for awards, it doesn't have any wins, but it has two nominations. As always, they're for DVD Blu-ray stuff. <laughs> always a great sign, right? I, I was so excited. Okay, I'm going to go over actors. You know, I'll I'll save some for after. Okay. Obviously. John Shepard as Tommy Jarvis. He also played Bob Woodruff in Bobby Jones, Stroke of Genius. Are you okay, Bob? Sorry, I had a stroke. Keep going. <laughs> What do you mean you had a stroke? You said Tommy Jarvis and my brain broke. <laughs> Why'd your brain break? Because I, I wasn't expecting him to be back so soon. Well, I mean, you know, he comes back, I guess. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I thought we were going to leave him in the last movie. Oh, forever? Yep. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> no, I just, I was startled. Like, And also, it's a different actor. Yeah. So does that? But see, now my concern is: does is it an older Tommy Jarvis or is it young Tom Thomas Jarvis still? What about third option, where it's even younger Tom? <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> Said in the past. Hmm, We're actually in 1985 actually, now. <laughs> that would work. We're set in the past because then Jason could still be skulking. Where are we in the timeline, by the way? Like year wise? I don't remember, but it's still not 1985. So yet. it was 1981, right? Uh, yeah. No, 1980. 80, and then 81 was two. Then 81 was two, because it was a year later, right? 
No, that's where the time your no. where your time skip it was happened. Five years later, right? Mm-hmm. Which puts us in 1984. 19, 1985, Bob. 1980 plus five. Oh yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. The 1985, and then part two happens. Yep. Part three happens like right after right part after two. part two. Then part four happens right, right after part, part three. three. They basically happen all in one weekend. Mm-hmm. All right, so this one's going to be... So we're still behind the times, because currently, in-universe... It's 1985. It's not... Is it? Yeah. Should be. I know, but what what year did this come out? 1984? 1985. Oh, this came out in 1985. Okay, yeah, cool. so we, we've... We've caught up, potentially. The last there's film, another time skip. The last film was in 1985. Said in 1985. Mm-hmm. So... We haven't confirmed this one yet. Okay. As long as there's no dumb time skip, we're currently one-to-one. Because all the other films were technically set in the future. <laughs> well, technically, the future's past. Technically. All right. Melanie Kinnaman as Pam Roberts. She played the woman in Best of the Best. Shavar Ross as Reggie Winter. Uh, he played... Dudley Ramsey from Different Strokes. He was on 43 episodes from 1980 to 1986. You ever watch Different Strokes? Nope, never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> like most things. Richard Young as Dr. Matthew Letter. Oh, doctor. Uh, he played, you'd actually know this character, Fedora in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> okay. You know that guy, right? Yes. The guy with the fedora. <laughs> Thank you for explaining it, Benjamin. You used to have the indie, right? <laughs> That's how that works. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's the uh, I think the best Indiana Jones film. We've had Willie. We it's already. that one, and then Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, and then Temple of Doom. And then Temple of Doom. Then Crystal Skull. That's your opinion. And then Dial of Death. I will. Not, I haven't rewatched Crystal Skull, so I won't voice an opinion on that. They're both not good movies. I'm aware. I've seen Dial of Destiny. It's fine. But Crystal Skull still feels like an Indiana Jones film. We don't. We had this discussion. Well, we're having it again. Very recently. <laughs> All right. Marco St. John as Sheriff Cal Tucker. Uh, he played a truck driver uncredited in Thelma and Louise. Juliet Cummins as Robert Brown. Uh, she played Sheila in Slumber Party Massacre 2. Hell Yeah. Haven't seen that, but I was going to say, Bob, you haven't seen that. No, but it's one of those ones that I really want to watch. Carol Locktel as Ethel Hubbard. She played Priscilla in Coffee. Vernon Washington as George Winter. He played Otis in The Last Starfighter. John Robert Dixon as Eddie Kelso. Played a trucker in Assault of the Killer Bimbos. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Jerry Pavlon as Jake Patterson played Michael Hoffman in Big Trouble. Kasky Swaim as Duke Johnson played Phil in Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. <laughs> what are these movies? That one's actually famous. Really? Yeah, that's okay. a horror film. Well, kind of, it's horror famous. We'll watch it you on the podcast eventually. Probably. I, I don't know. Mark Venturini as Vic Faden. You know him, Bob. Do I? You love him. Okay. Suicide. In the Return of the Living Dead. Oh, hell yeah. I'm so glad we're seeing him again. That's awesome. Anthony Burrill as Vinny Manalo. Uh, He played Private Vincent Alphabet Languilini uh, in Hamburger Hill. Uh, Dominic 
Brescia as Joey Burns played Evil Laughter and Evil Laugh. <laughs> okay. Tiffany Helm as Violet Moraine. She played guest attendant in in the Tall Grass. Mm. Richard Lineback as Deputy Dodd played innkeeper in the Ring, the remake, two thousand two. Uh, you haven't even seen it yet. Bob. I know, but I know it's not going to be as good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Fields as Anita Robb. She played Lady on Bust in Body Slam. Rick Mancini as Mayor Cobb. Uh, played Policeman at Apartment and Ghostbusters. Bob seen that movie. I've seen that movie, but that name is familiar. What else is that guy? Do you have anything else written down besides Ghostbusters? Rick Mancini? Yeah. You, you're thinking of Mancini, the guy associated with like producing stuff. That's probably right. Yeah. Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as Demon Winter. And once again, Bob. Demon Winter? You know him. You love him. Spider. Oh, my God. Two in people the from Return Re- of the Living Dead. Return in this film? That's awesome. And you'll also know him from this. Voodoo Maestro in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about, don't you? I love you? Scooby-Doo. You know that. The live action one? Yeah. You know who I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, I know right? exactly who you're talking okay. about. Okay. That's awesome. I didn't know that was the same guy. Yeah. Corey Parker as Pete Lindley played Josh from Will and Grace. He was on five episodes in 2000. Uh, Rebecca Wood as Lana Ardsley. Uh, she played Angel in Mask. Ron Sloan as Junior Hubbard. Played Greg in Bonsai Runner. Deborah Voorhees as Tina McCarthy. Uh, she played Witch 2 in Billy Shakespeare. Sonny Shields as Raymond Joffrey. He did stunts on The Incredible Melting Man. That does not sound like fun. <laughs> it's a it's a very interesting premise if you if you've never heard of it, and this is more for the audience because I know you've never heard about it. Yeah, uh, it's about a man who is melting. Yep, to that, death. That sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds like something. Is it? Would you call it horror? Uh, like very very B movie horror. Like it's that's one thing I can't deal with is melting people. You know that it's not necessarily like the highest budget film. And it's old now. Mm. Let's see, I wrote it down. 1977. Damn. But I think, I'm trying to remember the plot. I think he's an astronaut, mm. and he gets hit by, like, cosmic radiation. Oh, he starts melting? And it causes him to start, like, melting. Like, oh. his cells break down, and he starts melting. I think he has to eat people oh. to, like, keep himself from, like, melting. But it's, it's, not, it's like a quick fix. Like, it doesn't work. So no matter what he does, he's just... Constantly having to eat people. Slowly dying. That's horrible. No. I, Bob DeSimmons as Billy. Uh, he played Mr. Meeker in Savage Streets. And then Dick Weand as Roy played Al in The In-Laws. Can I be, can I be real right now? That yeah. was a shitload of actors. Mm-hmm. There are a fuck ton of people in this film. I mean, there's a fuck ton of people in most of the Friday the 13th films? Yeah, I guess, I don't know. The actor list felt really long that time. Okay, yeah, so... It, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to make the actor list that long because that was a pain in the ass. Yeah. But this film has something interesting where it has memorable characters in it mm. and not just who. <laughs> nice, okay. So a lot of those are, like, more minor characters, so they're not cool, going to cool. matter as much. But you're going to remember them. And you'll you'll see that when we go in. So I'm not going to talk too much about that okay. right now. That's exciting. Um, director is Danny Steinman. 
Uh, he did Savage Streets, Star, that film. Mm-hmm. Linda Blair. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which is interesting. Writers, there's three. Martin Kitrosser. He also wrote Friday the 13th Part 3. I thought I recognized the name. David Cohen. Uh, he wrote The Treasure. And then Steinman also has a screenplay credit. Uh, he also did Savage Streets as his other screenplay. All right. Budget is $2.2 million. Okay. Or at least it's estimated at that. With a box office of $21.9 million. Okay. We're finally seeing a decline. So... I checked because I I saw that too, and I was like, that's a decline there. This is not the lowest turnout for a Friday the 13th film okay. for a box office. Um, so far, that is actually part two. Really? Yeah. It had 21.7. Mm. I However, just oh, sorry. However, part two have had about half the budget, so it was mm. more successful. Okay. This one, because that one had... um. I think one point, yeah, one point two five million estimated budget, and this one has, as I just said, two point two million. Okay, I just remember. I think it was like one, three, and four all had around the same amount, and it was around thirty million they each made. At least maybe I maybe I'm misremembering one, but it I was think a, it was all four. in the thirties. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But the first one had thirty nine point seven, so almost forty. Yeah, the third one had. 36 and the fourth one had 32 okay now this one is definitely the least successful because mm-hmm. i said budget versus turnout yeah not great oh no <laughs> well i mean i think it's indicative of the audience going but the last one was the final chapter <laughs> what's gonna happen now <laughs> well they explained it with the epithet it's a new beginning <laughs> great Woo! all right country of origin united states also known as, obviously, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. That was, I think, used on posters. And then there was a fake working title for this film. Oh, a fake working yeah. title. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was Repetition. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> funny. Yeah. The only shitty thing about that is a lot of the actors, they tried out for the film Repetition without being told they were trying out for a Friday film. Oh. And they weren't told they were on a Friday film until they got cast and already, like, had their scripts and signed their contracts. That sucks. Which is kind of shitty because people knew how shitty Friday the 13th films were. Yeah. And how that could, like, fuck your career. And yeah. And they were kind of stuck. You know what's crazy? I just thought about this. Sorry. To, this is similar. It's a casting note, I guess. Oh, okay. The guy that plays Suicide and Spider... Night of Living Return, sorry, Return of Living Day came out this exact same year. They were in a Friday Thirteen film and Return, same year, because it's nineteen eighty five, right? Uh, well, it's nineteen eighty five that this came out, and yeah, Return came out the same year. Yeah, weird. To be, it's just interesting to me that they were in two like pretty big horror films back to back like that around the same yeah. time. It's cool. One of them is better. We'll see. We I haven't seen it. I'm I might... not, well, I'm not gonna tell you which one. Oh, but objectively, one of them is better because you know it's a competition. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but getting back to the casting thing, I think it's been proposed a lot that part of the reason that they weren't given, like, hey, this is Friday the 13th when they tried out and signed their contracts and stuff is because they could have then demanded uh, more pay. Yeah, I mean, this is a big deal. I think that has been, like, I forget who who said that wasn't the case. It might have been Steinman, but, mm. you know, that's kind of, I don't know. 
It's it seems a little shitty. Yeah, it definitely seems shitty. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyways, tagline: If Jason still haunts you, you're not alone. See, ghost. What's gonna happen? All right. Um, I guess you ready? You got no other facts before we start the movie? Nope. Damn. Screw you. <laughs> all right. Let's get let's get into it. All right. I guess uh. See you guys after the movie. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching Friday the 13th, part five. Ooh, baby. It was something. All right. Well, um, <laughs> as Bob calms down, I think I'm just going to get into it. As always, spoiler warning ahead, but I'll, I'll try to keep it light until we get to the actual spoiler section. But the premise is very simple. Very, very simple. Tommy's back. He's now a strapping 17-year-old lad. Oh, should we... Hold on. Before we continue with this, we should update the audience on the timeline for these films. Well, yeah. So he's a strapping 17-year-old lad. So it is now five years Mm -hmm. after the last film because they have a throwaway line. He killed... At the end of the last film, he was 12. Mm -hmm. Making it currently... 1990. 1990, baby. Which is ridiculous. I I like the fact that in the second film, they jumped ahead five years, right? Yep. And in the fourth film, no, the fifth film, they finally catch up to, like, the actual time period. And they go, you know what? Let's jump ahead five years again. Yep. (laughs) This film... It's ridiculous. I... It's so absurd. Just set the films in the year they're supposed to be in. No. Okay. Now, see, what the issue here is, is that... They set the first film in the year it was set in. And, I mean, we even paid attention. It set, like, the day mm-hmm. the movie released. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. It is really cool. But they then needed a time jump. And because they had set the first movie at a specific time and not at present day, which is more generic, mm-hmm. it caused that five-year jump. And then that kind of caused everything to spiral. Yeah, man. Because the time jump here makes sense. They... Yeah, no, this one is completely necessary for the story they're trying to tell. Uh, well, that's not true. Basically, what happened here is they only have Corey Feldman for a, f- a dream sequence at the beginning of this film. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see. By the way, guys, Corey Feldman's in this. I, I left that out as a little surprise for Bob. Yeah. From my understanding of it, he wanted to do this film like he wanted to play um, Tommy, Tommy Jarvis again. again. It'd be cool. But he was filming Goonies at the time, so he oh, couldn't wait, do he's it. In the go- oh, yeah, he's in Goonies. Yeah, he's Mouth. Yeah. Oh, my I to- God. I told you that last time. Yeah, I just forgot. You just don't listen to me. It's fine. I do listen. I'm just Not forgetful. Offended. It's the damn enchiladas. I hate you so I much. I hate you. Why do you hate me? You know what you did. I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? All right. He wanted to come back, apparently, but he couldn't because, like, prior engagements. That sucks. They did get him back for just that beginning, like that opening sequence. And it's good. I liked it. Which is cool. It's not the most well-acted, though. From Corey Feldman specifically. Well, no, but I think that, look. But from my understanding, that's because it was shot super quickly. Mm. They basically had a day to film with him. That blows. Probably less than a day. But, like, they had one day and probably less than a day's time to do that scene. Yeah. Do you want to give your description? Because I want to talk about something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, we're getting sidetracked. No, Bob's getting sidetracked. And I really don't want to spend that much time on this movie. (laughs) Well, I guess that works for me. Uh, this one is upsetting. 
<laughs> okay. Well, moving on. Tommy Jarvis, strapping young lad of 17 years old now, and kind of leaving off from where we were in the last film. Again, spoilers here. There was this hint that he was going to become the next Jason. Like, ooh, he's going to be a scary killer. Yep. And instead, this film interprets that as, nah, he's just traumatized. Yeah, which I mean, fair. Like, having hallucinations kind of traumatized. <sighs> and, yeah, Bob, Bob's just really disappointed. I hate that pun. <laughs> But yeah, he's really traumatized, and so I think it's implied that he's been jumping around from different like psych wards and stuff like that mm-hmm. to help him, and he got moved to this new one, and that's kind of where the film's starting. Do you remember what it's called? Oh. Like Shady Grove or something? No, it's like something Pine. Shady Pine? Maybe. Sunny Pine? I don't remember. Anyways, he's moved to this new one, which instead of being like a traditional like psych ward, is more of like a halfway home. Yeah, it's like thing. to help the help the patients get like reacclimated to like R- society, society and like living in a normal environment. Yeah, basically, it's a bunch of older teens that are about to be like adults, and I think it's trying to get them ready to like just be normal people. Yeah, and go out into the world and do things. Not all of them seem to have as many issues as Tommy does. No, in fact, it seems to be pretty varied. Mm-hmm. Like one of the kids, Joey. The most we know about him is he's an orphan. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, maybe he's lacking some social skills. Yeah, that's like the only thing I can think of. Doesn't know when to maybe leave certain people alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Tommy's here. And um, lo and behold, just when Tommy shows up, the killings start. Because Jason's on the prowl again. And yeah, that's basically the plot right there. Yep. So... On that note, I guess we're going to get into discussing the actual film. And I guess we'll do a no-spoiler section first. Okay. And then we'll do the spoiler section. Okay, Bob? Mm-hmm. And I know that's g- going to be hard for you today. No, I have I have very few things I want to say before we get to the spoiler section. Oh, okay. Well, you can just start. I don't know how this film got made. <laughs> I do not understand. Hey, Bob, I can tell you. Who saw... Money! <laughs> Halloween or Halloween, Jesus Christ! Oh my God, I'm so angry. I'm, my my brain's <laughs> hazing because I'm angry. <laughs> I don't know who saw Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, which is arguably the final chapter. The final chapter, the best film in the series thus far. Even though you didn't rank it first, I didn't rank it first. Uh, personal preference, I like the first one more. But it's like it's the most Friday the Thirteenth film, Friday the Thirteenth film we've seen, right? And then they made this right after. How do you fuck this up so bad? I don't know who the director gave some of the worst direction I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life to these actors, which is what I was going to say about the Corey Feldman thing. I just don't think he was given good direction. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely just like, that's probably like, there are so many choices that are made in this film where I go, who decided this was a good idea? Like, characters just act so weirdly and the writing is god awful sometimes some of it is good and some of the acting and from some of the people is like we haven't talked about him reggie i think reggie's great maybe it's not like the best acting in the world but also like reggie's a kid so it's kid actor but he does a good job and is entertaining and he's very memorable every character in this film is so like over the top and over characterized but some of them in the worst way imaginable what do you mean? You know who I'm talking no, about. No, I don't. Who are you talking about? Fucking Ethel. No, Ethel's great. 
<laughs> Don't you touch me, Sheriff. I got a bomb on me. <laughs> and I think my main issue is some of these characters are very well characterized and serious. And some of them are not. And they clash so fucking hard throughout the film. And it's like, why am I, am I supposed to be laughing or am I supposed to be crying? Like, what's happening here? This film is like whiplash. It's like a roller coaster where the you go so high and then you go so low. I just like, it makes me so mad, dude. <laughs> But it makes me so mad. Counterpoint here. You can't deny that this film has some of the most memorable characters from the entire franchise. It does, but that doesn't mean I like them. Well, that's a personal preference from you. That's not personal <laughs> preference. Some of these characters are god-awful. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I, I just, this film makes me so upset. <laughs> Is that all you have to say? Uh, No, I don't like the music. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. And I, did the same dude do the music in this? I actually don't know off the top of my head. I can check if you want. Because it doesn't feel as, it, it feels, how do I put it? it uh, you know what it feels like? It feels like a studio got its greedy little hands on a film and decided to do music that was not as good as the first four films. Fair enough. It feels so like. I mean, it's credited to Harry Manfredini again. But is it? Because it doesn't feel like what he did on the first four at all. Like It feels too, I don't know. Like he didn't try? Yes. Like, he didn't try, and it just, it's kind of like obligatory horror soundtrack. The only cool thing is they kept the, ah, 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 I can't do it. But it's weird in this one. But it's weird. Yeah, I just have a, I have so many problems with, like, the the character stuff. The character stuff. I can't handle it. Okay. It's it's too, it, it just, every second that, because you go from such a serious moment with Tommy, who's having these trauma, this traumatic thing happen to him, and then you cut to some, random ass motherfucker being a maniac in the most over the top goofy way and I tonally it just fucks with my noggin. I can't handle it. Okay. Is that all you have? That's all I have that I can talk about now. Okay. Well, do you want me to maybe make this better for you? I don't know how you can, but you can try. I will. Okay. Okay. Because I can explain why why the characters act like that. Okay. Why they're portrayed like that. Okay. So, um, straight off the bat, the director, Danny Steinman, hasn't really done a lot of films. Okay. Uh, off the top of my head from looking at IMDb, I think this was his last film. Oh. And from what I heard, he got this film because of Savage Streets. Mm-hmm. However, Savage Streets is not how he got his start. Okay. From what I could find, Steinman got his start in porn. Oh, my God. Well, that explains something else about this film. Yes. Basically, there is some egregious nudity in this. And, like, porn-level acting Mm -hmm. regarding people just getting naked for no reason. And my understanding of this is that when he was directing this film, Steinman was basically like, nudity, first and foremost. Everything else? Eh. What? Yeah. What an approach to a film. Um... I guess that's fine if you work in porn, but not... I mean, horror movies, there is nudity, but it's not the main purpose. Apparently, he was very focused on it in filming. Oh, my God. did not care about most other things, like, at all. And we'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, uh, apparently it was so egregious that most of the female cast were cast on the size of their bust. That also makes sense. Yep. There's there's patterns in this film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all the all the stuff that's just like weirdly egregious nudity and like 
bad acting around that, I think, can be attributed to the director's specific focus and need to, like, get it into the film. Okay. So, that, first of all. Second of all, apparently there was a lot of drug usage on set. Oh! There's a lot of drug usage in this film. And apparently, some from the director. Oh! But lots of coke. So Makes sense. Makes sense. However... This is kind of, I think, the most interesting part of this film. And that's some of the weird dialogue and just, like, characterization from some of these characters. It makes me so upset sometimes. It's kind of weird. I mean, we, we talked about Ethel, who's just, like, this weird woman covered in dirt. Yeah. And just screaming F-bombs and stuff. Her kid, Junior, who's... Basically, they kind of remind me of the mom and then both the sons combined from Mother's Day. Yeah. We haven't talked about Demon, but that's uh, Reggie's older brother. Yep. Him and his girlfriend, Anita, are the uh, poop-singing duo. The great. That's em. That ruined that. that nah, both they're great. Me. It's great. But yeah, just lots of characters that are just weirdly over the top. Heck, even, uh, what, Vicky from the main cast is like super punk, but in a no, very- No, Violet, not Vicky. Violet, yeah. They call her Vi, yep. right? It's super like punk in an mm-hmm. 80s way. Yeah. Got some makeup that makes it look like David Bowie. <laughs> and the reason a lot of the characters are, are so bizarre like that... Oh, we haven't mentioned the the two greaser guys. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember their names. I don't think they gave names. They might have. They do. It's like Vinny and um, Pete, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But going back to, like, the director not caring is basically he just let... He didn't give the actors directions or help doing their scenes. Oh my god. And so a lot of these actors were basically just told, "Hey, do whatever you want, but we're not going to help you do anything. Like we're not going to give you costuming or makeup." And so a lot of the actors basically improv improvised like most of the lines and put in the effort to like get their costumes and everything. So the reason all those characters are so like outlandish is out there is because A the actors were given free reign. But the actors were actually trying to make up for, like, not being given anything to work with. They just let the actors go buck wild like that? Yeah. That's crazy! Which I love, personally. A, knowing the backstory of that, but also just knowing that, like, these actors were basically given the the shaft. Where they were just like, fuck you, just do a bad job. And they were like, no, I'm gonna try. And I just love it. Okay, that does change how I feel right. a little bit. Like, but Ethel, the actor for her, she just, like, put on some grungy clothes and then got dirt from the side of the road and rubbed it on her face to do her makeup. And then just started screaming F-bombs. I mean, the fucking line where she's just like, I have a bomb on me is so improvised and so perfect for that character. Or um, the guy who plays Spider from um, Return of the Living Dead. Dead. He plays Demon in this film. Yeah. That's his own costuming. He did it himself. Well, you know, he kind of looks like how Spider looked in return. Kind of looks like Michael Jackson. Well, that too. But yeah, he did his own costuming and everything for that, which is so over the top, and he shouldn't have needed to do that, but it's so So, great. Love it. Okay, this changes how I feel a little bit. Like Now I appreciate it a lot more, knowing all that stuff, but that does not mean it makes for a good film. No. Because everything is totally insane. No, I'm not going to defend this film. What I'm going to defend is, I just, some of these characters are so great. Like, not in the 
they made this movie like good, a or good better. movie. Yeah, but they made this movie memorable. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, again, going back to the greasers, I think it's Vinny, right? Uh, I think you're right, Vinny. And no, it might have been Pete. Uh, whichever one is gonna crap in the other's ass. <laughs> oh yeah, crap my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're telling me they weren't given any lines for that? They were just. I don't think they were given a lot of lines. I basically, I think what happened, and again, I, I'm just going off what I found here, right? I don't sure. have the uh, access to the behind the scenes, so I can't write down the exact. Well, specifics. it would be about ten minutes. It would be the director going, "Yeah, I told them to do whatever they want." But I think they were given essentially basic lines. Okay. But they the scenes were too long, so they had to improv improv a lot of stuff. God, what is it with singing in this film, too? Well, that's the thing. So I think it's again, it's one of them. The last surviving one, whether I that's Vinny or Pete. one in the car is Vinny, and the one fixing the car is Pete. Okay. Well, then Vinny, is, he walks back to the car singing ratatata, and I'm going to kick your ass. I'm pretty sure that whole song is improvised. Because, like, didn't have any direction, which is hard, you know? Hard thing to do. Anyways, I, I, I just wanted to kind of defend all that because I, for me, having, having seen this film a couple times, and spoilers for the audience, I don't particularly like this film overall. I don't either. I, I think it's kind of a disappointing note in the franchise. And so the saving grace for me, especially on rewatches, are just how batshit the characters are. They they really are some of the most memorable parts of this movie. And and see, like, I guess because I came in being like, we're coming off of four. That's arguably the best film in the series so far. I expected a lot more coming in. And to get all of that, it's just like, it's so bizarre in a lot of ways and just doesn't, I don't know. It's just weird, you know? Yeah. But trust me, it'll grow on you just like the fungus on Junior's skin. Well, also, like, it's just like, the the first watch is so jarring. It might be a little Because jarring, I'm yeah. just not expect. I just wasn't expecting it. I don't remember my first watch. Because, so like, fair. I'm being honest, until we start meeting all the people at the place where Tommy's going, it feels like a normal Friday the 13th film. Like, on, like, I was like, oh, this is normal. Like, this, you know, we're picking up with Tommy. Everything's great. We're learning about, we're learning some stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then you meet all these just batshit people, and you're like, what in the goddamn is happening? What in the same hell? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I could appreciate it now more if I rewatched it. But seeing it for the first time was just so fucking out. It's just so out of nowhere, it feels like, for this series, you know? That's fair. Okay. On that note, I guess you want to go to the spoiler section so we can finish up talking about this? Yeah. Because... I thought we were going to be able to avoid a spoiler section on this film. <laughs> Bob was like, I don't care. Because I didn't care. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> we need one. Okay, well, we're going to do that now. Yeah. It, it'll hopefully be kind of short. Hello, everybody. This is future Bob coming at you to let you know that if you do not want any major spoilers for this film, please skip to 50 minutes and 47 seconds immediately. Once again, that's 50 minutes and 47 seconds immediately for no major spoilers. All right, we're back. Yeah. Okay, so the reason we need the spoiler section is very simple. Remember the final chapter, Bob? Yeah, man. Remember when we talked about the fact that Jason gets killed in that one? Because mm-hmm. it's the final chapter, and Tom Savini was super happy to kill Jason? Yeah. So I don't think at the time you realized that when I said they killed Jason, they actually killed Jason. Yeah, I didn't like, believe you. he's dead, dead. Yeah. Like, dead, dead. Yeah, I, I believed that uh, this was a Michael situation. He would come back anyway. <laughs> just, just rug it off. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about your guesses for how we'd be here. Yeah, ghost. Uh, but yeah, He's Jason's fine. just 
dead. No, Jason's absolutely dead as hell in this film. And the killer instead is Roy. <laughs> Literally who? <laughs> exactly. Dressed up as Jason. Now, some of you might be going, especially those who haven't seen this movie, who, who's who's Roy? Yep. And that that's a great question. And you might even ask that question if you've seen this movie. I did like Bob did. Of it first. We, they do the, the the dramatic face reveal. Bob's like, "Oh my God, it's I Matt." It was Matt, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Roy. So Roy is a paramedic in this movie. He 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 drives the ambulance. You know what? It makes why they gave him lines make so much more sense because mm-hmm. he didn't need them. And very specifically, and it's it's so bad during rewatch how many very obvious scenes Roy has that are just they scream this man's the killer straight up his first introduction is he sees a dead body and then he stares into the camera and they do the (laughs) (laughs) it's so blatant to make matters worse the next time we see them the sheriff is going he 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 found the dead greasers, and he's like, "What is going on here?" And Roy, out of nowhere, goes, "What? <laughs> I thought you were talking to me." <laughs> like the only person who would respond to that is the killer. It's just so stupidly obvious. Yeah. Um, but besides those two scenes, Roy is not in this movie at all. No, he's in not. Fact, besides these exceedingly blatant like tips of the hat. There's actually no hints that Roy's the killer. No. In fact, I think you're led to believe for most of the film that it's Tommy. Yeah, because when the kills be happening... He's just gone. Tommy's not around. And he he has mad PTSD the whole film. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to talk about this now that... Well, I think a lot of the actors are very over the top. Because they do try. They were just not given direction when they tried. Yeah. And I, I do want to say that, like, I think all the actors do... Most of the actors do a very good job acting. It's just... they're. Their acting's all over the place. So it doesn't fit anything. It doesn't yeah. feel coherent at all. Like, Ethel's acting, I know you don't like the character, was was good. Because the character is fucking nuts for this oh, film. Oh, she's nuts. She looks like she's in a trauma film. On God, she looks like a character That's why we keep saying film. Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, and she talks like it, too. But it's good acting. Yeah. And, you know, Tommy's another example of that, where it's really good acting. He's really good. It almost doesn't fit in this film. No. From what I know, he, like, <laughs> when it was eventually revealed he was in a Friday film, because, you know, the whole repetition thing. Mm-hmm. He actually went and uh, got pretty method with it. Like, he was in character for most of the filming. That's actually really cool. Could you imagine if they made, like, a serious film with that actor and as Tommy Jarvis? He went to, a, like, some actual, like, institutions and stuff. And, like, really? volunteered there. So he could, like, That's really study cool. People. And I think he does such a good job. He does. But he's almost too... Because this is, like, Tommy Jarvis at his most, like, serious mm-hmm. and quiet and disturbed yeah and you know it's it's really well acted and uh, i always forget names here but um john shepherd does a great great job no he's really good but it's almost tonally incorrect for this film and that's what makes me so upset is i think he does such a good job and when you see it mixed with all the other over-the-top ridiculous characters it just clashes so hard i was gonna say it clashes with the plot because it you almost need a somber plot for that style of acting it's too and i kind of think this movie should have been that i don't think this movie could have done it but this movie could not have been that yeah but i would have loved to have seen it but it's pretty decent i know maybe he's not necessarily everyone's favorite tommy jarvis because like the movie yeah i think it's pretty good 
Anyways, <laughs> getting back to Roy. You know, Tommy Drivers, I think, is the red herring throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually Roy. And the there's no hints for why it could be Roy throughout the film. No. Until Roy is revealed at the killer at yep. the end. Um, which, very distinctly, I just want to say, the only hint that this isn't really Jason is the mask. Yeah. It's, and uh, I caught that, like, right near the end. But it's small enough where, like, it can be just, like, brushed aside. Yeah. Also, the fact that he sustains damage mm-hmm. kind of in a way that Jason doesn't. Yeah. But what I was going to say is very distinctly, <laughs> Roy is wearing, like, a fake Jason mask. And I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Maybe potentially one of Tommy's, like, alien masks. Maybe. But that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Anyways, after Roy's dead, it's finally given us hints as to why Roy did this. And Mm -hmm. basically, Joey, a kid who dies at the beginning of the movie, was apparently his kid. Yeah. And the rage at Joey dying, because Joey dies in this, um, this rehabilitation place, causes him to go on a rampage. Even though it's established earlier in the film that Joey's mom died in childbirth and then he was his dad just fucked off. Yeah. And he was an orphan. Yeah. So how Roy knows Joey at all doesn't make sense. But more importantly, how Joey just happened to end up at this place where his dad works, like in the same area, yep. is just so unrealistic. It's ridiculous. It's just the most what-the-fuck plot point for this Rampage ever. And again, I think it's disappointing that it isn't Jason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least we get Halusa Jason to technically have Jason in this film. It's true. And Halusa Jason, guess what? Looks Menacing. like he should. Yep. <laughs> Aside from that, I, I don't know how much more I have to say. The kills are kind of boring. They're so fucking... There are a couple that are kind of cool. But there are some that it's just like, oh, I saw this three times already. Yeah, and I think the big thing here is the gore effects aren't great. They're not great. Do you know who did them in this film? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but a lot of them aren't great. And I'm sure stuff were cut. There had to course. be stuff cut. But there's a couple kills where it it literally looks like red paint. The really, really bad one is, again, I think it's Vinny when he dies in the car. Oh, my God. He it gets literally... his throat slit, and it is literally... A red line across It his looks neck. like they took red lipstick and just fucking ran it across his And neck. there's a couple kills that are kind of like that. Yeah. And they, they they just don't look great. There are a couple that are cool, and I don't know why, but this film has a weird thing with eyeballs, and I guess it was just like a choice of the director. Some of those are okay. I Eyeball things just unnerve some people, so it's yeah. cheap and it's easy. Usually it's just a thing you put over your eyes when they're closed. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, some of those are okay. A lot of them are so disappointing, though. And it's just like, we just came off a really good one. Yep. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> it's a new beginning. Oh, God. Maybe we're not getting something good. I mentioned this while we're on the, while we're in the spoiler section, talking about, you know, Jason being dead. What the fuck is six? What are they going to do in six? <laughs> You'll have to find out next time, Bob. I don't want to. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think I my closing remarks here, like, really the best part of this film is the characters. I mean, it's not the kills. It's not the plot. No. It's it's not Jason. No. It's it's the characters. And maybe you don't like how all the characters are in this film, but it's 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 them. Yeah. What you told me about all the director stuff really changed my mind a lot, but also it was so it was so jarring. <laughs> no. This tonally this film is all over the place. But 
imagine a whole film populated by Crazy Rouse, and you got what this film is. Yeah. Before we move out of the spoiler section, there's something I do want to talk about. We should probably talk about the very end of this film. It has heavy implications for six, if we're going to go down that route. Unless they completely throw that away. Which they might. <laughs> like they kind of did with the last ending. No, and the ending before that. They didn't throw away the ending the en- of four. Well, kind of. No, they didn't. I mean, it's implied that Tommy's going to be a killer. And they said that was a pretty okay ending. <laughs> they used the same ending Let's again in again. this one. I know. I just meant like they threw it away as in, look, Tommy wasn't a killer in this one. No, but he, it still carried over, and he still has problems. Well, they they were more blatant about it this time, with Tommy like straight up about to murder someone. Yeah, so th- we'll talk about I just wanted to mention, like at the end of this film, Tommy's in the hospital. He and Throughout the entire film, he has really bad nightmares where he sees actually Jason, Jason with like you know still bloody from the fight that he had and also has the axe mark on his mask which is how I caught that it wasn't real Jason it's also way a through. red mask and it's also a red mask in this one it's blue but uh, he wakes up from this hallucination or from this nightmare from his hallucination and sees Jason <laughs> in the corner and he like basically it's kind of implied that he gets over his trauma by finally working through it somehow or it's implied that Jason possesses him that too. I wouldn't say possesses, but like Jason fades out and then Tommy changes. Yeah. And gets up and finds uh the mask that Roy had. He kept, I guess took it from the crime scene the and put it in mask. his drawer. Yeah. Because somehow they put Roy's actual like evidence in this man's room. Or he just took it. No, they put it in the drawers. Cuz remember Tommy just woke up. He was passed out. I guess from his chest wound. But <laughs> so they fact <laughs> The mask and a machete in one of his drawers. Yeah. I'm sorry, a kitchen knife. But Pam comes in to talk to him. Tommy, I guess, throws something out the window to distract her. Like, when she, she hears the glass break, comes in, expects to see Tommy gone. He's not there, assumedly jumping out the window. He shuts the door behind her because he threw something out it. And then it's implied that he murders her because it's him with, like, the knife and the Jason mask. Dumb. Because they did that last time. But more obvious... Like, they're being more blatant about it, I guess. And I guess we'll see if anything comes from it. Yeah, probably not. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> going to be real with you. I, I looked at Ben during afterwards and I said, I hope this isn't canon. Because <laughs> it's dumb. I'm going to be honest. The canon for Friday the 13th, just like many long-running horror franchises, is kind of loosey-goosey. Yeah. It's not as like firm as uh, Child's Play, which is super firm. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Uh, we're just going to go back to, I uh, guess, recommendations now. Yeah. All right, Bob, hit us with your recs. I mean, look, I always got to give this one on this f- series that we're doing. If you're watching all of them, it's a Friday the 13th film. It's in the canon. It happens. And it has a character from 4, so that's kind of nice, you know? Getting a continuation of a character story that doesn't just get... Never mind. Well, actually, we've, we've talked about it. That doesn't get, get murdered in, like, the cold open or something. Like, it actually, they're in the whole movie. You know, they're around. So it's kind of nice. So, yeah, if you like Tommy Jarvis from 4, his story continues. It's not the same actor. It is for, like, half a second. But, you know, it's cool. Oh, God. Okay. If you like over-the-top ridiculous characters, this movie's fucking full of them. That's like every other person in this film is just an over-the-top caricature of some archetype of character that you just, like, have seen in popular media. So if that's something you're interested in, go for it. You'll enjoy this film a lot more than I did. Bob's gonna love this film on rewatch. Oh, I probably will, but I'm just saying, like, objectively from my first watch, watching it in order (laughs) with the rest of the franchise. With no hints. With no hints. Oh my god, the whiplash I experienced. 
was insane. That's it, Bob? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I got lost, and now I have no more. Okay. Well, mine are very similar, actually. Straight off the bat, if you want to see a Friday the 13th film, this is the fifth one. So um, go watch it. It's also the second film with Tommy Jarvis, so that's pretty great. <sighs> fifth films are cursed. <laughs> uh, but I think the big recommendation for this film has to be, if you want to see a, a horror movie with, like, memorable characters, pretty much every character in this is, like, has, like, quotable lines. Mm-hmm. Straight up. And that's kind of pretty great, uh, especially if you're watching this with friends or something like that who are in the know and are not expecting just, like, a good Friday the 13th movie. So, yeah. All right, Bob, hit us with that rating. Give it your four and a half stars. Whoa, that's you're being five? very, very oh, generous. Oh, you go to five? Look, I don't think this is objectively a very good film. And I don't think it's a very good Friday the 13th film at all. It's a bunch of teens getting murdered, okay? That's, like, the basic thing. But I just don't, I don't know, I just... Because there are some moments that are kind of high points for me. Because like now that I know all the stuff about the director and how the actors were treated, I can kind of not excuse it, but it's very forgivable. Because it's like they did the best they could and they really tried. But because everything is so different tonally, I really have a lot of problems giving this an amazing rating. But I do think some of the actors do a good job. I think Reggie's incredibly funny and great and memorable. And I think he does a great job. I think Tommy does a great job too. Tommy Jarvis in this film. So... I don't know. I think I have two. I'm not going to give it a one and a half. I'll give it a two because I think that it had not a good plot, but there were points in the film where I didn't want to blow my brains out. (laughs) And some of the people actually really, really tried. Oh, yeah. And I will at least respect that. Okay. Well, I'm also going to give it a two because at the end of the day, this definitely didn't live up to the premise, but it was a coherent plot for the most part. So, like, (laughs) it was functional, right? Uh, even if it didn't live up to, like, what it needed to be. And, you know, bare minimum, it's it's a one. But what really gets at that extra point and gets it to a two are just, like, the characters. I mean, I love them because they're super memorable, and I just have established that that's the part of the film I'm here for. But more than that, I think everything's, for the most part, decently acted from a lot of the characters. They have a lot of heart. Not all of them, but a good amount of them are, like, that's kind of nice. Um, and they really save it um, because without a lot of these like wild characters like demon or ethel it really would have been just so bad yeah so um yeah a two but a two on the caveat that it's it's standing on the shoulders of a lot of acting <laughs> yeah from these characters that's all over the place mm-hmm. so before we go to the outtakes something we forgot to do and something i should have guessed at uh jason yeah jason actors i'm it's not kane hotter <laughs> are you sure Oh, I didn't even complain about... I have other complaints. I don't like Jason in this film at all. Well, that's... Uh, well, yeah. I just... He, it's just the way he moves and acts. It's very Michael in the worst way possible. Well, there's a reason for why he, he behaves in this specific way. But, you know. Anyways, it is... Uh, there's two of them. I haven't guessed yet. Oh, okay. Well, there's it's two of them. It's not Kane Hodder. It's not, not Dick Hodder. Warlock. It's never going to be Dick Warlock. Uh, Dick Warlock will be here. Trust me. It's not the guy from the last one, because I thought he did a fucking bang-up job. I don't remember his name, but he was fucking awesome. Super cool. Uh, Was it Ted White? Ted White was the guy from the last one. Yep. Ted White's awesome. Don't think it's Ted White in this. No, it wasn't Ted White. I don't know anymore. It's not Steve Dash. Do you just want me to tell you? Yeah, just tell me. I I don't have a good one. All right. So, the first one is Johnny Hawk, and he does Jason Voorhees and the opening scene uh, with Corey Feldman. Okay. Right? 
And then the other one is Tom Morga as Jason Voorhees. And they're both uncredited, interestingly enough. That's weird. Yeah. A little bit odd. I know Ted White was uncredited, but he asked to be so. Yeah. I I mean, I think there became a tradition of just not crediting Jason Voorhees actors because they're, like, mostly stuntmen. Yeah. I don't know. And traditionally, there's maybe not a lot of respect for stuntmen, which sucks. But Which, they're the coolest motherfuckers, though. I mean... That's just how it is. Anyways, for those two guys, John Hawk did stunts on Total Recall, mm. and then Tom Morga has done stunts on things like Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Oh. Anyways, I mean, I think they both do decent Jason actors' jobs. They're not my favorite Jason, for obvious reasons, but I don't think they do a horrible job. No, I just don't. With all the physical stuff, you know? The physical stuff is fine. I just don't like the way this Jason behaves. But again, I think that's more from a uh, directorial standpoint. Uh, yeah. That's my problem. And a story standpoint. He's just, after, because in four, he's so good and so animated. Tom White does a great job. And like, so, it's why I like Michael Myers in Halloween 2 so much. He, it feels so much more like a character. In this, he's just like slow moving. No, we did get Jason busting through a door, though. We did get that. He did Jason a door. I hate that. Uh, On that note, we're going to move out to the outtakes. Yeah, we'll uh, see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Boy the Board. I hope you're enjoying our viewer of Friday the 13th Part 5 so far. I think this movie is incredibly ridiculous and stupid. But if you do not want any major spoilers from this outtake section, please skip to 1 hour, 1 minute, and 55 seconds immediately. This first clip is Ben giving us some insight into what he does outside of the podcast. And also, one of my biggest fears comes back to haunt me. I had the most big kid moment the other day. <laughs> okay. And I mean big kid as in child mixed with adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was drinking beer, mm-hmm. eating fish sticks, Yep. and watching Godzilla. <laughs> awesome. Let's <laughs> get the shit out of me. Fucking fake spider head ass. Yes, I am scared of spiders, little man. He's not talking to you, Bob. This next clip is our reaction to learning the name of probably my favorite character in this entire film. I like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Reggie the Reckless! I like that he just keeps that on him. Man strapped with he scary had that, masks. That mask in the last movie. I know. This next clip is our reaction to watching Joey get the axe. Oh my god. What the fuck? I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> This next clip is me trying to warn someone who is already doomed from the start. Yeah, what are them nuts up to now? <laughs> They're all... Reggie, no! Reggie, no! Don't go up those stairs! The only character I give a rat's ass about this film. And Demon. Well, Demon's dead, so I can't care anymore. Also, I stopped caring after the Ooh, poop song. baby. 
This next clip is our reaction to Reggie saving the day in the most ridiculous way possible, crashing into Jason with a giant piece of farm equipment. Oh, <laughs> Reggie! <laughs> what does he have a fucking... What is that, like a backhoe? Oh my god, that's awesome. Reggie saves the fucking day. Holy shit, that was cool. Little Red Riding Hood. Oh my god. Pam survives because Reggie saves the day. This next clip is our reaction to the stupid, god-awful twist at the end of this film. Huh? What? <laughs> who was that? You don't know who that was, Bob? I think I know. But they gave you so many clues. No, they didn't. So many obvious clues. Right? That's so dumb. <laughs> there were literally... No oh, can I ask you this? Are there any clues at all? Because I don't think there are. This next clip is me coming to an awful, awful realization. Wait, wait, wait hold on. What? Jason's really dead. There are more of these? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just realize, Bob? I just had that thought cross my mind. When we talked about Jason dying in the last one, I was like, yeah. Jason actually died. No fucking way. <laughs> there's like, there's so many more of these. <laughs> ben, there are what? The Chronicles of Roy. <laughs> Roy's dead now too. <laughs> no, Bob. I thought we weren't gonna. I thought we were gonna get out of having a stupid ass spoiler section on this film. <laughs> it's a new beginning. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. Do we have any announcements? Ben. Nothing really super interesting. Part six is coming out on Wednesday. Yep. And then normal episode on Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, aside from that, uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other places. We're also on YouTube, which is a great place to show us some uh, love and support. You can, you know, like videos and subscribe there, and we can see that. That's kind of cool. It's also really cool because it's one of the two places you can communicate with us at. Um, you can do that in the comment section of any video, or you can tweet at Bob. Um, maybe some some random shit, and blame it on the damn enchiladas. <laughs> God damn you! Every time, just shit post Bob. Just shit post him and be like, ah, it's the damn enchiladas. <laughs> That's I hate that fucking line so much. Ooh baby. <laughs> I hate that ruined that character. For oh me. my god, Bob! C can you send Bob the? If you know, you know. But go send Bob the music video. Don't for, send me that for Ooh Baby. No, I don't care. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter <laughs> at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show, basically anything you need to know about the show goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal to see what it is so you can watch the movie before we do. So whenever you watch the episode, you don't get any spoilers. So that's good for you people that want to come in, with be able to listen to the whole thing, not to skip around to avoid spoilers and stuff. Great for you guys. And then on Fridays, or whenever the episode goes live, I post a link to the episode 
So if you ever missed an upload, wonder when something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. Last thing, uh, we're on TikTok and YouTube Shorts at Beware the Board. So if you're into the show and you like short form content, I've been posting clips from old episodes, new content from old episodes. Basically, if you like short form stuff and enjoy the show, check us out there on TikTok at Beware the Board and on YouTube Shorts. I think that's it, Ben. All right. See you all next time. All right. Yeah. We'll uh, see you guys next time. <laughs>